Good afternoon. It is hump day, Wednesday, March the 2nd, 2022. This is your war report in Ukraine. This is number 13 in our series uh, since Vladimir Putin made that horrific, frightening speech um, about his view on Russia and Ukraine relations in in his eyes and in his viewpoint. So please uh, go back and listen to our podcasts uh, and listen to the stories of what's going on. Uh, our seventh one that we had was on the invasion day, which is one week ago today. So let's get you caught up to speed for Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, obviously, the biggest take that we can give you is that Russian planes, Russian aircraft are not allowed in American airspace at all. That was given by President Biden yesterday at the State of the Union. Uh, let's take a listen. Together, along with our allies, we are right now enforcing powerful economic sanctions. We're cutting off Russia's largest banks in the international financial system, preventing Russia's central bank from defending the Russell ruble, making Putin's $630 billion war fund worthless. We're choking Russia's access. We're choking Russia's access to technology that will sap its economic strength and weaken its military for years to come. Tonight, I say to the Russian oligarchs and the corrupt leaders who built billions of dollars off this violent regime, no more. The United States... I mean it. The United States Department of Justice is assembling a dedicated task force to go after the crimes of the Russian oligarchs. We're joining with European allies to find and seize their yachts, their luxury apartments, their private jets. We're coming for your ill-begotten gains. And tonight, I'm announcing that we will join our allies in closing off American airspace to all Russian flights, further isolating Russia and adding additional squeeze on their economy. He has no idea what's coming. The ruble has already lost 30 percent of its value. The Russian stock market has lost 40 percent of its value, and trading remains suspended. The Russian economy is reeling, and Putin alone is the one to blame. Together with our allies, we're providing support to the Ukrainians in their fight for freedom. Military assistance, economic assistance, humanitarian assistance. We're giving more than a billion dollars of direct assistance to Ukraine, and we'll continue to aid the Ukrainian people as they defend their country and help ease their suffering. forces are not engaged and will not engage in the conflict with Russian forces in Ukraine. Our forces are not going to Europe to fight Ukraine, but to defend our NATO allies in the event that Putin decides to keep moving west. For that purpose, we have mobilized American ground forces, air squadrons, ship deployments to protect NATO countries, including Poland, Romania, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia. 
And as I've made crystal clear, the United States and our allies will defend every inch of territory that is NATO territory with the full force of our collective power. Every single inch. Thanks for watching our YouTube channel. Follow today's top stories and breaking news by downloading the NBC News app. All right, that was courtesy of NBC through YouTube on that soundbite from yesterday, the biggest take, no flights at all. Amer United States joins other countries in banning flights. Other than that, we also have more shelling that's taking place. There is a large convoy um, up to 40 miles long um, of Russian troops that have stalled on the way to the capital city of Kiev or Kiev, however you wish to pronounce it. So not much progress on that. Um, although there was a major attack on the television tower, and according to Steve Luckner, the five individuals below the TV tower were killed and charred. Bodies were found uh, very graphic, very gory. Um, that took place yesterday. Um, the nuclear saber rattling still continues. The foreign ministry uh, for Russia chairperson, he's, or foreign minister head, continues to say, if we have World War III, it will be a nuclear war. And uh, the horrificness of that. President Biden is blowing that off. Um, not taking any action at the current time. So please continue to monitor those developments. We'll bring those to you as we have word. Uh, reportedly, it was uh, escalated on Russia's end due to a comment from a British um, woman in higher ups. So uh, we'll keep you abreast of the situation. And in my last podcast, I gave you a little education on the DEFCON levels as well as uh, the emergency alert system and what a simulated attack message wording might sound like should it happen. The uh, attacks are becoming more bloody. Um, it is becoming a wider and wider humanitarian crisis. Let's go to FSN Simon Marks. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, a portrait of Kiev on the eve of a Russian military onslaught. The Ukrainian capital saw horrific scenes on Tuesday. Thousands of people at the main railway station trying to get out after the Russians warned they planned to target critical infrastructure in the city. But it's also seen a pattern of daily life develop over the last six days since the Russian invasion began that has, so far, allowed people to keep going. But journalist Oz Katerji, on assignment in Kiev, says that cannot last much longer. The pharmacies that are open have really long queues in them. Elderly people are obviously being moved to the front of these queues. The resilience and spirit of these, of these people is, is really uh, humbling to behold. But the other thing is, is food. Food is becoming a real problem. Supplies are running out. Shelves, I posted some tweets earlier today, shelves are completely bare on, on, on many of the shops that I walked into. Completely, completely bare. 
And it's a city of 3 million people where a lot of people are living in bunkers and underground train stations. And they come up in the daytime to get food and water. And then they go back into the train stations. And sooner or later, and it's going to be sooner, they're going to come up to try and find food and they're not going to find anything. The United Nations says over half a million Ukrainians have already fled the country and fears Vladimir Putin's war could spark a migrant crisis in Europe of historic proportions. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. All right, so that is the latest we have from Simon Marks and Feature Story News. So that's our brief information session on the war in Ukraine. Uh, Please continue to watch our Facebook posts on the latest developments. Take a look at the images of the tweets from Steve Luckner's Facebook page for agenda-free television. And also, uh, please continue to watch uh, live coverage from Steve. Uh, He does pretty good explanations of what's going on from multiple uh, social media sources. Continue to lift up the country in Ukraine and its people in prayer. And as soon as I can get information on uh, relief efforts for refugees, I will let you know that um, in a future podcast, or John Schaefer will as well. This concludes episode 13 of the war in Ukraine. Keep them in prayer and pray for this world and pray that Putin's heart will be softened and will stop this nonsense. Until then, peace out. This is News Source 1 Michiana, Elkhart South Bend, 2022-2023.